Welcome to the Holistic Wellness and Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kimberly Ann Marsden. And on today's show, we are going to be talking about grounding. So many people realize that as humans, we're electrical beings and we need to recharge to be able to stay healthy. Most people don't know how to get that electrical charge that we need in a healthy way. So on today's show, our expert is going to explain all about conductive health and how grounding works. Some people call it earthing. And she's going to provide us with simple ways to make grounding a part of your daily life and really empower us to, to recharge our physical bodies and enhance our health and well-being. This episode is so full of information and resources that can directly impact your health immediately. So join us. Here we go. Hello, hello. Today I have with me Dr. Laura Conover, a physician that focuses on holistic healing and is a grounding expert. So welcome, Dr. Conover. Thank you for having me. I've been looking forward to it. Yes, I have lots of questions for you. I'm very excited to explore this topic with you and sort of pick your brain. So let's start with what drew you? I know you have a passion for grounding. So what drew you to the whole area of grounding? How'd you get involved with that? Well, I specifically got involved with grounding um, because of my daughter. I got involved in holistic medicine because of I feel a failure in my medical school education. So I, I feel like there was a dramatic failure there in boosting wellness. And even in Chinese, there's a lot of gaps, like most things we don't. I went to medical school thinking, tell me the secret to keeping people, you know, getting people healthy, fixing this, fixing that. And there really is no secret. There might be a lab we can order or an imaging study or a surgery, but we're just really relying on the body to heal itself. And we're going to optimize conditions. And we don't know why some things work and we hope some things work and some things don't work. And we pretty much don't know most of it. So after <laughs> graduating <laughs> medical school, realizing like, oh, I was more scared of health afterwards than before. Cause before I assumed there was some magic <laughs> thing doctors knew. And now I knew there really wasn't. So then I left medical school saying, I, I of course want the knowledge to help in an emergency, but really more than that, I want to make sure that people optimize their own ability to heal. So then with that kind of mind frame, I became a mom. And um, so I had that mind frame and my daughter had colic and she cried and cried and cried. I mean, around the clock cried. And uh, all of my own knowledge as a physician went out the window and I was like running desperately to the pediatrician, like, help she's in pain or something's wrong. Something's wrong. And, and he did the conventional, well, first of all, cry it out, which I don't like. And then second of all, we can put her on, you know, antacids and this medication. Like I literally lived for three medications for an infant that was literally like seven days old. So wow. I was with that. Cause you don't, he doesn't know we can't, I don't know. I just didn't like it. It felt like it was covering up something just so she'd shut up. And I didn't want that. I wanted to know why she's crying. So I got a little bit of comfort knowing it was probably colic and like her stomach was hurting her. But other than that, I didn't want to start medication. And what I noticed is at that time I lived out in Arizona where it was really warm year round and I was almost always barefoot. And the only time she wasn't crying 
was literally when I was outside holding her, cause I would just walk and walk hoping she'd fall asleep outside. And I really noticed that that's the only time. And it wasn't placebo effect at first. I thought, well, maybe it's just being outside. She's like an outdoorsy girl, you know, but in a stroller, no crying in the car crying. Um, and, and it definitely wasn't placebo effect because if she fell asleep in my arms when we were outside, which is the only time she did, if I walk back inside, when my feet left the earth outside, pain would come back and she'd wake up crying. So I really realized, but I didn't know what it was called at the time, but this was now she's 21 years old. So this is a long time ago. Um, but I really realized that I have to be outside barefoot and holding her. I mean, this is literally the only time I could take a break. So it was really just out of like, I need sleep too. So we'd sleep. <laughs> Well, you know, over the course of childhood, it just became a lifestyle. I had uh, another child, my son, and um, we just like would play outside. I, I don't know. So it was very outdoorsy and I didn't really know why. And then somebody said, oh, that's, you know, some at a play date, literally another mom mentioned, you guys seem so grounded. And I didn't even know what that meant. Like, I didn't really know what that meant. And I think they meant energetically, like centered, you know, mm-hmm. but I don't know when I was just for, just for the hell of it, plugging that into a medline search. And there's 20 years of research on grounding and grounding is a healing modality and it does reduce inflammation and it does alleviate pain. So then this whole world opened up for me. And so for the past, I'd say 15 years, I've been really focusing on bringing that into the conventional medical world um, to help people because no one, you don't get taught that in medical school. And and a lot of people haven't heard of it, even though they're starting to now, but it's been, it's taken a long time and a lot of research to get it to not sound woo woo, you know, and just be like something I can really prescribe to someone. Yeah, that, and that's very true. And so how do you bring it into your conventional medicine practice? Well, because well, the people I see now, I mean, they know I'm a holistic healer. So I see people and I think I'm like a safety net kind of person, like a bridge between the two, because I'll get people that feel like conventional medicine failed them. I, I don't typically necessarily get people who are already into alternative medicine mm-hmm. and holistic medicine, already, you know, are, have um, hopefully support in that area. But I get people who want the MD. I mean, that just is a safety net for them, but they know that like they've already seen the specialists and all that stuff and they want something else to add to whatever they're doing. So it's never like taking away. I never say like, don't do what your physician is prescribing, but what can we add to provide more comfort and to boost healing of your body? Cause that's what most conventional events and physicians don't look at is we're going to try and stop this disease process, but like, how are we boosting health and healing? So I think that's where I come in. And, um, it really, there's nothing where I wouldn't say that, um, doing something natural, like touching the earth outside is beneficial. So it's really everyone. It's not like I pick and choose like this 10% of my, people that um, contact me, I'll say they should get grounded. It's really all. So it's a standard part. It's like, this is, this is part, this is what you believe people need and have found effective in promoting healing. Yeah. Because if you think about it, our entire body is conductive and without conductive health, we are not healthy. So, and we know that in conventional medicine, if we want to test the brain of our health and someone has a seizure disorder or they have a strict, whatever, and you're trying to find how the brain is healthy, you do an EEG and you watch the brain patterns. And that's that, that electrical function is called DC energy. It's a direct current. It's, it's just natural. It's how our body functions. Same with the heartbeat. Everyone knows what an EKG looks like. And you do that, you know, after a heart attack to see the health of the body. And you're looking at the DC energy function of your heart. But everything's like that. Your breathing, your digestion wouldn't work if your gut wasn't innervated with DC energy. Um, not your muscles wouldn't move. So I couldn't even blink without a DC current going through the muscles in my eyelid, making them function, or even speaking to you right now. So the whole body, our whole body, and 
all of nature and all of the world operates on DC energy. And it did before mankind, you know, invented AC, fake man-made electricity, right? So it's not like all of a sudden 200 years ago, now we function off of energy. No, it's nothing to do with the fake man-made energy. There's something that we don't talk about in medicine called DC energy. And I don't know why we don't learn about it because we certainly use it to diagnose things. Like I said, an EEG, an EMG, an EKG, like these are all electrical fields that we're looking at of to evaluate the function of the body. But for some reason, then when we talk about grounding, which is DC energy, because the entire earth pulsates out DC energy. And we understand with AC energy, if we have a cell phone and we see the battery go down, we don't chuck it in the garbage. We plug it to the AC current. That's what it functions on, right? We don't, you know, can you imagine just using your battery once and checking it out? But that's what we do with our body. Our body stops functioning optimally and we get frustrated instead of just doing the same thing of plugging it into uh, the resource, which is the earth. That is a fantastic explanation. I love that explanation. And, and it makes sense that it's something that everybody needs. Yeah. And it's not, and it, it's just since the dawn of mankind and even before, you know, like animals, everything, plants function off DC energy. It's just, we need it as long as we're in a physical earth suit. That's just the, that's just how our body functions. It's just functions conductively. And if we don't include conductive health in our healing platform, then I think no matter what we do to the body, we're going to get frustrated that it doesn't seem to be recharging. That's kind of as simple as that. Yeah. Can you explain a little bit about how the, I mean, actually, well, two things at once. I'm going to ask you one at a time. I have all these questions popping in as you're talking. So the, can you explain a little bit to people about the transference that happens when you're between you and the ground? Yeah. So when I'm talking about grounding, I definitely mean a direct contact with the earth and we don't hundred percent know, but we believe it's because the earth has free electrons to donate to our body, which does is like free radicals. It just um, helps inflammation calm down and it helps the body begin to get in a healing mode. Um, so there's this direct electrical connection basically. So you, it's not just about like deep breathing and centering and meditation, although that does put your brain in a more healing pattern, which is similar to the um, pattern it goes into when you're grounded, because it's not a coincidence that the healing state of our brain, like when we're in deep sleep or deep meditation, and even if we're ungrounded, the the resonant healing state of our brain is the exact same, exact same as the heartbeat of the earth. It's the same frequency. So when you, so when you get grounded and you do meditation, and there's lots of studies that show that getting into that healing zone and deep sleep is really beneficial to our lifespan. But another way you can get that is literally touching the earth outside because that's now directly conducting and setting my electrical system into a port, which is the earth. So I don't have to. So if I always tell people when they're really bad at meditation and they're getting crappy sleep, at least go out and touch the earth because now I'm plugging into the direct current, the DC source of resetting my brain, resetting inflammation, resetting, allowing blood to flow more freely, uh, supporting heart rate variability. I mean, really, it's just as simple as how you would plug your cell phone in or your computer. So it's directly plugging yourself to the earth and it's just actual physical contact. So literally touching it. And is there a benefit to having the more surface area? Do we know anything about that as far as feet versus full body? Practically? No, like theoretically um, there's a tiny bit of resistance in your skin, especially if you have calluses or dry skin. So you might have a little bit of resistance that maybe delays it by a point fraction of a second. So I have heard people say, oh, more body surface area is better. And I mean, I guess in a court of law, we could debate like if a half a second makes a huge difference in health and healing, but so 
it's, I'm not saying it's bad to have, I mean, it's great if you can lay on the beach with your whole body, but it is just as good to have one cell in your body, one fingertip touch the earth or a grounding tool. Your entire body is conductive. There's nothing. In fact, your entire body, including your connective tissue and your bones, it all becomes grounded. In fact, why I think grounding works better sometimes than medication that you have to absorb and then hope that your circulation distributes it to, or uh, like if you have an infection that's pus, you're hoping that the antibiotic will get distributed to that area and over time benefit and clear the infection. And I'm not saying not to do that for sure. Do that. But when you ground, you don't have to hope that over time, the grounding seeps into an area that's damaged. It's instantly, even the, even scar tissue is conducted, even pus or bacteria or virus, it's all conductive. So you're instantly conductive and it's instantly gone to the areas that you're trying to heal. Um, so it's just a really instantaneous connection is, is the bottom line. So if I touch something with just a pinky and, and medical studies have shown this, we've grounded people through the bottom of the soles of their shoes with a tiny little electrode, the tiny patch. And almost immediately their skin in their face, the blood flow changes, it dilates and they get uh, more blood flow to their skin on the opposite end of their body. Um, and one time, um, and you can see in the movie heal for free grounding through the soles of a patient's feet, and then looking at the retina, the blood flow in the back of their eye was enhanced. So it's just really, uh, theoretically, it makes the tiniest bit of difference, but um, practically, no. You, If you're cold and you're bundled up and you have gloves on and you have boots on and you can slip one fingertip out and get grounded, you're just as grounded to me as when you're at the beach for, as far as how your body responds to health and healing. Well, that's great. I mean, I think the only thing you might be missing is some of the relaxation stuff. For sure. I mean, right. there's other too. Like, right. yeah, right. But that's a good differentiation though. That's important because that's an important thing to understand what you're saying. But I do have a question about that. This study that you were just talking about, did you, were they, the shoes weren't off? It was through the shoes. Is that what you said? Um, for which one? The retina? Yeah, the, 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 you said there was like a tiny probe through the shoe. Yeah, just on the sole of the foot. On the, oh, it wasn't, it wasn't, there was no shoe just on the foot. But now I say that there are um, like, I have conductive stickers that you can put on the sole of your shoe that then it creates a conductive pathway to the inside of your shoe. So you can just, you, you now can get grounded through shoes. There are also companies that sell grounding shoes. So there's a lot of tools. Now I make grounding hiking sticks so you can ground through your hands and you'd be all bundled up and have foot protection on and be grounded. Wow. So there's a lot of ways around direct contact, but it's still direct contact because it's a direct conductive um, conduit between the two. So a lot of people ask me like inside, can I touch a plant or a rock and am I grounded? I believe you're grounded in the sense of centering your energy. And I think, especially if there's an emotional attachment to something, it can definitely put your brain in a more healing pattern, lower stress levels. So there's benefit to things, but it's not technically grounded to the earth at all. It literally does have to have some direct contact. So if you ran a ground stake with a ground cord into the plant inside your house, which there are ground plant grounders now, then you could touch the leaf of your plant and be grounded. But there has to be some direct contact between something inside to something outside in the earth. Um, or if you're outside, like a sticker on your shoe or conductive gloves, like I carry conductive gloves. So you don't even have to expose your skin. You can touch things and you'll still be grounded through it. So in that study, they took shoes off though, and just put a sticker, an electrode on the bottom of the sole of their foot. But again, they could have been standing on a grounding mat and then used a conductive uh, shoe sticker if they had that. And it'd be the same. Yeah. Now that you said that, that was another question I had too, was, I mean, that's all fascinating. Now, what about like with grounding mats and I've seen things where they have ones that you plug in and all that. So how does all that factor? How is, is that 
the same, different, et cetera, versus the natural earth? Great question. So we need more studies, obviously, to compare and contrast the two. But to reassure people who want, who prefer to use an indoor tool, all of the medical studies we have so far, and I have them listed on my website under medical studies, and you can literally read them yourself. All of those were conducted using indoor ground tools. So we know indoor grounding tools do provide those benefits. But like you mentioned very astutely, I do think there's additional benefits. So if you can go outside a hundred times out of a hundred, I say do that. In fact, at the beginning, I really wasn't a fan of grounding tools at all. And personally, I prefer just to go outside. I ground outside every single day. First of all, I think there's a added benefit to the rhythm of the earth, the day night rhythm. So I think we should be grounded during the day outside and get some sunlight on our you know, face and we should uh, be active and outside during the day. So, and it does help set um, circadian rhythm. Yeah. Um, and your melatonin level. So we do want to give the body some help. <laughs> a thousand percent. And like you said, in vitamin D and a thousand other things, plant essential oils. I mean, there's and just getting biodiversity, you know, getting exposure to organisms in the soil. So there's a million reasons to go outside in addition to grounding. But if you take all those other things away and just ground, there is still benefit through an indoor ground tool for sure. Yeah. And that's, and I mean, I'm in Florida, so I'm very blessed now that I can't, you know, it's very easy for me to get out and do grounding, but I'm originally from New Jersey and, you know, I would not have been able to ground in the same way that I, that I do now, but I, back then I wasn't even aware of all the indoor. And I, until today, I'd never heard of what you were talking about, about those, um, I don't want to say strips, whatever you call them, the stickers. I never heard of that till you mentioned it. That's fascinating. The same thing is, um, you know, when, you get an EEG for your brain or an EKG for your heart. Um, you know, they stick electrodes on just to test the electrical activity of your body, but it works both ways. If we ground that, then you're, you're now grounding your body. So yeah, it's easy and awesome. That is. So I have a, a somewhat technical question just in the sense of, um, is there in, in this one, you can answer from the science, but also I'm asking from your professional experience. Um, is there sort of a minimal effective dose or frequency and duration that you recommend? Okay. That is an awesome question. Um, there is no time too short because we can, like I said, it's instantaneous to be grounded and within seconds, muscle tension decreases and circulation improves. So they're really, so sometimes if I'm literally just going to get the mail and I can only hold a leaf for like three deep breaths, that for sure has probably prevented me from getting a tension headache right then. Or if I'm nauseous and I go outside and touch the earth right then it will subside. You asked personally, so I can tell you this, I had my tonsils out as an adult and it was miserable. And I was in so much pain. And for some reason I was getting nauseous from the pain. And, you know, after throat surgery, you really don't want to vomit. So I was really like, I'm about to throw up, I'm about to throw up. And it was miserable. And I would go outside and literally just sprawl on the earth and lay there. And I wouldn't throw up and I'd be able to breathe and take a deep breath and I'd feel better. And I'd go back inside and instantly like it. So I literally laid on the earth for like days while my throat healed. So I wouldn't throw up. So it's really that immediate. So I never want to say a short period of time is too short but definitely benefits accumulate because if we measure over hours, you get additional benefits. If we measure over days, there's additional benefits. So like over hours, now your organ systems function a little bit better. Heart rate variability is improved. Blood pressure is improved. Uh, blood sugar stabilized. Your brain goes into that healing pattern. And then if we do it for days, now our sleep is starting to be repaired. Cortisol levels go down. Our hormones are normalizing. So it, it's like no time too long and no time too short, basically. Yeah. I mean, that's great. No. And I mean, I just know with the clients that I work with, I would say at probably at least 85%, maybe even more have issues with sleep. Yeah. Oh have my issues God. with sleep. So many people have issues with sleep. Really the flip side of that, 
of how we're talking about how conductive our body is, is unfortunately now in modern society, that's also a negative because now we have the screens and the tablets and the blue light going in and the router pulsing all night long, Wi-Fi, not only mine, but like if I, if I log on my computer, I can see that I can select 20 of my neighbors. Why, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Totally pelted it in the smart meter and then the power lines. So unfortunately um, I do think that it's an epidemic. Like none of us can sleep. Literally none of us can sleep because we're conductive. So everything affects our body. So grounding puts it in a healing state, but the man-made, the AC current and all the man-made things, the 5g that we've come up with in that stuff is an, a deterrent. It's like a, a brain stimulant. So of course you can't sleep with all that. So a second part, which um, people generally always ask me about grounding, but not so much about shielding. But to me, a second part that's just as important is also helping to decrease the fake electricity around us. So it's a double part. Obviously, hopefully during the day, you're going to get grounded, hopefully outside. And hopefully at night, you're going to shield from all of the uh, fake crap that we have created. Well, I know they- that's current is what's not healthy for our body and the DC natural current is what's healthy for our body and they compete with each other. And I, and I, just because you brought it up, I know it's a whole other topic, <laughs> but, yeah, just, but just as far as the shielding, what would be your top three ways that you would tell people that as far as shielding themselves? Okay. So the first thing I would recommend is, uh, so I have a ground cord that I partnered with, uh, an electrical engineer from MIT, and he created a ground cord that stops any dirty electricity from coming up the line. It's called the pure ground cord. So I would, if I was doing an indoor grounding tool, I would upgrade from a standard ground cord to that one, because that will stop the AC current from coming up. People don't know that in a standard ground cord, the AC current is generally like the electrical fields are basically resonant with the cord and they're hopping on the line and we don't want that. So we want the pure ground cord. That's number one. The second thing I would do, um, if I could only do one other thing, it would definitely be to put a router guard on my Wi-Fi at home because you can't really control all the ones around you and distance is your friend. So, you know, apartment buildings, at least it's a room away in homes, at least they're a yard away. So space is good. And what you can control the most is what's in your home. So if you're not willing to turn your Wi-Fi and router off at night, which is what I do, um, then while it's on, it's definitely stronger than you need. So you can put a, a router guard around your router. It's just a little like mesh bag that decreases the strength of the signal. And then the other thing, the last thing I would recommend is so, so easy. And you can get these off Amazon. You can find them on my website. You can find them at other places is outlet switches and timers because everything, even this lamp that's right next to me, even though it's not turned on, is still putting out an electrical field. Even when it's off, if you test it with an electric meter, it's still putting out a field. So if I put a little, um, a little kill switch, it's called and flip it, it's like I unplugged it without having to unplug it. So you can kill things with a kill switch if you don't wanna have to like turn your breaker off, but you want things to absolutely not have an electrical field coming out. And same with a timer. So my router is on a timer every night at 11 p.m. And it's good because it keeps me from working through the night as well because (laughs) internet dies and it's dead until seven in the morning and then it turns back on and comes back. And so that way I know for those eight hours, at least I haven't contributed some pulsing, strong Wi-Fi through my entire home, including my bedrooms at night. So those three things. Those are great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I want to go back to the grounding. Cause I mean that, that I could go off on that topic for, a while. <laughs> but Another. those are great. And I actually hadn't heard of the last one. So I love that. That's something new for me. So I'm going to have to look into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you recommend for people that are traveling as far as, you know, for grounding, if somebody's traveling, you know, by plane and they're going to end up somewhere else. What, how do they get grounded? What's the best ways to help them during that? Fantastic question because the original application for grounding was to reduce jet lag. 
So they found that people, when they come and you land in the new part of the earth that you're in, and it's in a different time zone, if you go out and find something to ground with, whether you can find a patch of ground, whether it's a sidewalk, whether it's a metal pole, like if you're in an urban setting, just a signpost that goes into the ground, that metal pole is conductive, obviously. So when you touch it, you can touch a metal pole when you're waiting to do cross at the crosswalk. So there's a lot of urban applications to being grounded. Um, like I said, sidewalk is grounded. So pretty much anywhere you go, you can find a place like that looks sidewalk is definitely usually a better bet when it's a new area, when you're traveling, because you can see what obstacles are there. Like you might in grass, not know if there's fire ants or a, you know, a hypodermic needle just laying there, you know, but on sidewalk, you see a clear area and sidewalk is cement poured on earth. So that is grounded. So a lot of times in an urban setting, you can just find a clean patch of sidewalk and that's where you go. And you can just, if you don't want to take your shoes off, you can just sit there and have your hand, you know, resting on it because it doesn't take, it doesn't have to be through the ball of your foot at all. It can be a fingertip, like I had said before. So getting out of the car or the airplane and finding a conductive place on the earth and just grounding, I mean, ideally at least 30 minutes or longer, will reset you to the time zone of that circadian rhythm of that part of the earth. And that was the original application of grounding. And then um, you can use grounding travel tools. So, I mean, just to talk about what I, I offer, I create these eco-friendly um, ethically handcrafted grounding tools, because I, here's what is my pet peeve about grounding tools. If you go on Amazon or other websites, it's all plastic. Yeah. Red. It's plastic. First of all, it doesn't feel good. And second of all, we're reaching to the earth for our health. Why are we going to sit there for 500 years and put something in the landfill? I, so I got so frustrated because I typically, I recommend people just go outside, but obviously there's patients who have mobility issues or they're recovering from surgery, or they are in a, you know, rehab facility and they can't go outside. And then I say, okay, use a grounding tool if that's your only option. And then, but, but how oh, people go on and get the plastic stuff. And I just, I don't, so I started making my own out of hemp and um, just all natural fabrics, no polyester, none of that stuff. And I use stainless steel because in medicine, that's what we use and we can wash it and it doesn't erode. Whereas silver, you get silver plastic sheets. You're going to have to replace that every year because the silver just corrodes and it stops being conductive. So so I have like travel grounding bedrolls and things like that, that you can travel with. But again, I mean, not to, I'm definitely not into the products. What I really want is people to just find somewhere to ground and go ground outside. I'd rather you ground outside for 30 minutes than sit in your hotel room for two hours on a grounding tool, honestly. Mm-hmm. To yourself. And then the other thing I would add, just since we did mention shielding is ideally you would travel in something shielded because when you're, when you can't, um, purify the environment around you, what you can do is protect your body. So like a shielding cape or a shielding sweat suit or poncho there's shielding clothing and i would wear that um just to protect your body in the transit because i mean you're going to be pelted there's five thousand people around you in that airport charging their phone so you know you can wear a shielding cape or jacket and then when you get to the new place take that off and go out and ground those are excellent do you have do you have those on your site or do you have a brand you recommend for those I do i have them hand you know eco ethically handcrafted um right here in the u.s uh, shielding capes that have uh, hoods that you can, I mean, I like it because then you just pull it over your head and take a nap. You know, and <laughs> so I, you know, so yes, I do have some things like that. And, um, but I mean, it doesn't have to be through me. I, I think you can do a search and find other um, companies that do it, but I would just double check that they're not, not making it out of polyester and, you know, plastic crap. No, I know. Cause I've looked, I've looked at some of that and actually I did buy some for, you know, my family, we had bought some, it was yeah. funny because when I had looked, there was more stuff for men than women, which was kind of weird. So I was able to get my son some boxers and a, yes. like a t-shirt. 
And uh-huh. I don't, I'm not really sure like the quality of it or, or what it is really doing or not doing. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, again, like it doesn't replace grounding as well. Like definitely um, between the two, I'd probably rather be connected to the earth because again, in the medical studies, obviously, okay. So there's medical studies of little babies in the NICU, you know, they're being pelted by EMFs because they're in an incubator that's electric monitoring their tubes and they're in, you know, they have like usually an outlet strip literally right next to the little bassinet. It's, it's kind of a shame because they're in such huge EMF fields, but even those babies, when they're grounded, their um, vagal tone improves. And the, one of the primary prognostic indicators of good outcome for them is uh, to check their heart rate variability and that improves while they're grounded. So if a little baby who is like prematurely born and not even there, and the reason that they're there is exactly what we've been talking about this whole time, because our bodies are conductive. So their conductive health is not, they needed a little more time in the womb. So their brain didn't totally develop. They can't regulate their body temperature. Their heart rate may, might have problems with its variability. Their digestion might have problems because digestion is electrical. Their breathing might have problems because breathing is electrical. So that's why we put them in these little incubators and we monitor them and help them. And when they're grounded, their prognostic indicator of survival improves. So that is still under, so I try and reassure myself of that because if a baby in an incubator, it's better to be grounded than not grounded. I'm not going to get super caught up in shielding. I would rather reach for the positive effects of grounding, but could you add on some shielding to be even more protective? A hundred percent. Wow. Yeah, that's great. I'm glad to hear that they're doing stuff like that in the NICU. Yeah. I mean, that's that a recent study um, yeah. and it was a really good result. Yeah. Well, let's hope that it spreads. <laughs> the thing is, it's not like, you know, profitable because it's either use a cord, which, you know, you buy one once and you can use it the rest of your life or um, go outside. And so like, there's no big pharma investing in that, you know? So yeah, it's going to be slow, but steady. For yeah. Sure. And, and really it's about people becoming awake and aware and making a conscious choice because you're right. There isn't going to be some big corporations and big pharma is definitely not going to get on that bandwagon because it'll reduce their profits. Most of the grounding products out there, because they're being mass produced using the cheapest stuff possible, the plastic leather. And um, I don't understand that because I thought we were in holistic medicine. It's just, yeah, we, then that just makes it, it's sort of like big, big farm, which means like, okay, can we just bulk produce stuff and not really get through, <laughs> you know, come on. Yeah. Sort of loses the, it sort of loses the whole point. Yeah. One problem for another. So I have another question. This actually was a client asked me this, and I think I know the answer based on what you've been saying today, but I want to ask you directly. They said to me, if I'm grounding on the beach, yeah. does it matter what direction my head is because, you know, in feng shui, there's some idea of all that. Something to that, but I, I like to go off of, you know, actual evidence and medical studies and I, there hasn't been one, but I do think, I mean, magnetic fields, I can, I, I'm not saying that there's nothing to that, but I'm saying I hundred percent don't really know that answer. I do know that in any way, shape or form that you're contorted, any body part of yours that touches the earth grounds your body and that puts it in a healing state. But could there be benefit if we take into account like the poles and the magnetic fields? Probably we just, we're just at the beginning of all this. So I don't know. Yeah. I think that's something to it. Yeah. I do know what you mean. Like facing your bed and yeah. I, I don't wish I knew more about that stuff. Unfortunately I don't, but I do think there could be absolute credence. I'm not uh, dismissing that in the slightest bit. It's just that we're uneducated in that area. Yeah. So, yeah, I know I was like, and when I, she asked me, I was like, Oh, I mean, there definitely could be something to it. I mean, there's so much stuff we don't know. Like what if touching the earth um, structures our water differently? Like what, you know, we're almost all, what, what if 
that or, you know, there's so many different things that we really literally don't know. Yeah, that's true. I mean, because then you get into the whole field of homeopathy is all about the energy essence of what happens. Because also just the essence of the plant, they've shown forest bathing. You're not grounded at all. You're wearing hiking shoes. And and if you, in fact, in a hospital, if you can see a tree or even an indoor plant, you're more likely to use less pain medication and be discharged earlier. So it's literally not even, I mean, it's something in us that craves just to even see a leaf. So um, like you said, if you're outside and even if you're ungrounded, just being around some of the plant pheromones and the essential oils that they give off. So there, yeah, a hundred percent. There's so many layers as to why being near the earth would be healing for you. Um, But adding on grounding is I think the most medically proven, you know, and it makes the most sense because I know that my body's electrical and without electrical current running through it, a DC current, I'm not alive. That's just bottom line. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to ignore the electrical component of it. Cause a lot of people are outside. They're like, I'm an outdoorsman. I camp or I bike and I play soccer and, but they're never touching the earth because they have cleats on and they're up off on a bike with rubber tires. So I do think it's important to be conscientious of that element. There's definitely benefit to just being outside a thousand percent. But um, if you can add directly touching the earth to it, it's, you're going to skyrocket your healing. That's great. I do want to circle back. Um, to the sleep question again, I want to add sort of a layer to that. So we already know from what you've said that obviously grounding outside top notch, that does help the sleep, but mm-hmm. for people that either can't or want, need something additional with mm-hmm. the sleeping, are there recommendations that you have for people if they think that they need some sort of grounding while they're sleeping or oh, yeah. For sure. So I can definitely reference multiple medical studies. There's a medical study showing that people sleeping on grounding surfaces. um, And like I said, I have a grounding bedroll and I also have a grounding mattress panel. That's a little bit more permanent, more of an investment, but people who are sleeping on grounded surfaces after multiple nights, their sleep deepens in a sleep lab. You can see that they spend more time in restorative um, patterns of sleep. And a lot of times people will dream more because they're more, they're in that REM sleep as well, processing and releasing and healing. So that's fantastic. And, um, and then over time that kind of accumulates to decrease the stress on the body. So over time, cortisol starts normalizing and that's all been shown in double blind medical studies, not just like one person takes a grounding pad and knows they're grounded talking about some people not knowing that their cord works and some people I mean, nobody knowing if they have the grounded cord that works or not. So these are double blind placebos based studies that are published in the medical literature that do show that sleeping grounded does deepen sleep and over time reduces stress on the body. So, yeah, I, 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 if, if you're so busy that during the day, you cannot get grounded outside for sure. It makes sense to sleep grounded at night. Cause that's really the only time that we're sedentary on a surface enough that we could ground really for hours, you know? So it makes sense. Like, instead of worrying about grounding your office seat and, but then, and then worrying about grounding when you're traveling and then worrying about grounding in the car, just if you could sleep grounded, that is where you're going to get hours of healing time and sleep is already healing. We absolutely need sleep. I mean, that's what we learned from Michael Jackson. Like that was an anesthetized fake sleep and he just did not survive like that a lot, you know, a long period. And in a laboratory, if you sleep deprive rats, they will die after, I don't know, 30 days or so. So we, we know that you can't, you can't function and exist without sleep. And then we have a lot of studies showing that sleep, adding one hour of sleep prolongs your lifespan. Like it adds to longevity and decreasing, like being sleep deprived 
it, it ruins so many things about you. But the biggest thing that people don't understand is that without good sleep, you cannot almost not maintain a healthy weight. They did a medical study showing they sleep deprived, but they still got sleep like four or five hours, which is what a lot of us function on, but they got only like four or five hours of sleep. And those people that they sleep deprived gained weight nine times faster than the people who had seven or eight hours of sleep, nine times faster. It just ruins your metabolism, ruins how your body's function, and it also ruins your food choices the next day because you are desperate for some energy. So of course your body naturally is going to crave gluten and sugar and caffeine. And so it's just, anyway, so the, the, the bottom line is I think there's a huge role for sleeping grounded. Um, and especially if that's the only time that you can reliably be there for a long period of time, because you already want sleep to be healing. So why not make it grounded healing? So yeah, I'm a fan. Um, but again, if you just pin me against the wall though, between the two, I would say go outside. I mean, I, I go outside to touch the earth, but if I was not able to do that, then I would definitely recommend sleeping grounded. And sleeping grounded is the only way to do that, to have some sort of mat. I mean, other when you're sleeping outside camping, but if you put your mattress on a wood floor, you're not going to be able to get down to with wood, the minute it dries out and becomes lumber, it's not conductive anymore. Well, the same with our skin. If you have a thick dried callus, then it's like putting a shoe on. It has to be living skin. It has to be uh, conductive earth and wood is conductive if it's a tree, but the minute it dries out, it's not. Um, so yeah, but you can bypass. So you don't necessarily have to plug into your home's grounding system. Every home has a grounding system. And this is like so ironic because the reason we have to have a grounding system is so that if there's a lightning strike, we protect our refrigerator and our hot water heater. And it does, like we're protecting our electrical appliances, um, but not our body, not like not our human beings. So it's the weirdest thing. So we have grounding systems in every building and it's to protect the the, the health of the building, but not really ourselves. So anyway, you can plug into an outlet, but if you're going to do that again, I recommend that pure ground cord so that there's no AC current coming out of the line, but even better, I would say is to, if you have the luxury of being close to the ground, like you're on a first or a second story, um, to put a, a ground stake outside. So now you're not going through the homes wiring at all. And you have like a 30 foot long cord going in through a window, which you can lock and shut on it or a door some way. I mean, it's an eyesore for sure. And a, a lot of people can't do that if you're in an apartment building, or if you're going to get in trouble with your HOA or something, maybe you can't, but if you could possibly do a ground stake, you can directly have a conductive cord from literally staked into the earth going into your home. And definitely if you have an RV or you're camping, um, I, that's easy enough. Just put a little stake there and have that come into your tent or into your sleeping bag for sure. And I, that's preferable than plugging it into an outlet. So what's on the, so if you put that stake in and mm -hmm. you have that cord, what's on the other side of that cord? What are you, what are you doing? You're just bringing in what? So I, so my cords have an alligator clip and you can literally choose any tool you want to clip it to. So if you're awake, some people, I don't recommend sleeping with a wristband, but the, the best introductory tool is this a really inexpensive but I have them handmade and out of organic materials, but um, a wristband um, that you can just put on your hand or around your ankle if you attach like two of them. Um, so you can just clip it on that. Now, literally the alligator clip at the end of this ground cord from the stake, that's conductive. And as we talked about, you don't need a lot of surface area. So honestly, if you clip that clip to like your bra strap or your waistband, or just hold on to it, you will be fully grounded. You don't even really need a tool. But if you're sleeping, I don't think you should have a cord attached to your body because it's like a and a fall risk. So, um, so then you might want to look at attaching it to a bed roll or a mattress panel or a mat, um, and then standing or sleeping on those surfaces. So you can attach it to anything is basically what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, literally you can attach. Okay. So to save money, 
I mean, it's not the best solution, but definitely if you're like in an urgent situation or you're traveling and you forgot something, if you clip it to literally just aluminum foil, I mean, obviously that rips and stuff, but it, that's conductive. You could have aluminum foil, you roll up and you just have it under your foot while you're reading a book. So it doesn't even have to be like a tool that someone that you buy. As long as you have a ground stake or a ground cord that you um, have a clip on the end, you can clip it to anything. I, I have a video on YouTube where I show that I clip it onto a spoon and then I slip the spoon in my waistband and I, my whole body's you know grounded and it's just through a freaking spoon from my kitchen. So you can really get creative as long as it's a conductive thing you're clipping it to. Oh, that's brilliant. I love that. <laughs> so many things, so many things you can do. Well, like, cause if you already have a metal um, watch band, well, yeah, that's conductive or, you know, something, a necklace is too floppy. Like I don't, it doesn't reliably like connect to your skin enough. So I don't typically recommend necklaces. Plus that's pulling on your neck. But if you had a, a watch that was at a metal band, you can clip it right to that. You don't even have to buy a tool. You already have one. That is, that is great. Wow. There's so many things you've already yeah. mentioned that it's like, I'm just thinking through my head. I'm like, okay, when I listen back to this, I'm going to be writing all this down. <laughs> awesome. That's great. Um, so I think that we have tons of information at this point. So what I'd like to do is go over to the Sparks of Wisdom where people will find out what we have next. All right. Sparks of Wisdom. Oh, 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 oh. Sparks of Wisdom. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, Laura, I know we covered a lot of ground. Oh, I didn't even mean that as a pun. <laughs> I didn't mean that, uh, but I did sort of. Okay. Anyway, what are your sparks of wisdom for today? Okay. I think this, this will sum everything up in a nutshell. One, I think people should know that when we're talking about grounding, we're talking about the natural electrical current of the entire natural world, the earth itself and our bodies and every animal and every plant, it's all called DC energy, direct current. That is the original natural form of, of electrical current. And that's what our brain functions on, our heart functions on, every cell in our body functions on. It's not AC fake man-made electrical current. It is not what's lighting the light bulb. It's not what's charging your cell phone. So just understand that that's why there's an importance of touching the earth outside because we really do need DC energy. We don't need the man-made fake AC energy. So just to make that difference of why would you need to touch the earth, you know, uh, it's because it has a, it's at the DC energy source. So it's really recharging us like you would um, dock your cell phone to recharge it because that's a fake electrical thing. So you're going to plug that into AC, but we're a natural organic living thing. So we're going to plug to the earth. Um, and then I guess the other takeaway is just how easy it really is. A lot of people don't realize they walk by or live on um, or have access to conductive services outside, especially people in an urban setting. Of course, I can understand they're like, I don't have a yard. Where am I going to go? You know, but really there's so much con conductivity available to you because sidewalks are conductive. So if you have a favorite patch of sidewalk that you feel safe sitting on or uh, standing on. If you have a favorite tree outside, you, you don't have to touch the earth at all. You could touch a living tree. If there's a tree you can stop by and you stop by when you're walking to get the mail or walking on your commute every single day, or that you just park under, if you can just hold on to the leaf of a tree and take three deep breaths, you are grounded that whole time. And that'll make a difference. Um, a lot of indoor surfaces, people don't realize, uh, like your basement might be grounded. You could be standing there folding laundry. If you have, uh, if your if your basement is on a, a cement, um, so, and likewise, if your garage or your driveway is cement, I know that I ground through my garage all the time because it's an indoor protective surface. And I even have a space heater there because I hate the cold. 
And so that, that cement slab that you're standing on um, indoors is still grounded. And also plumbing is typically grounded because like we talked about that hot water heater needs to be grounded. And so a lot of times you're grounded when you're washing your hands, taking a bath, taking a shower. And that's why those activities feel good. And even washing the dishes, even if you might hate it, do you find that actually it's somewhat relaxing because the whole time you're under that stream of water and it's probably grounding you. So there's a lot of access to um, grounding that we're not realizing and metal. So a metal pole in the earth, a stop sign is probably grounded. Sometimes fencing is grounded. So, and then the last thing of the pearls of wisdom is if you want to start incorporating it into your life, you have to think of a way that it can fit into your routine. So the three things I suggest someone pick to do every day is either maybe take one of your meals outside, um, even if it's just your morning coffee, or if it's just during your lunch break and you can take lunch outside, or on the weekends, you can do a potluck with friends outside. Some meal outside counts because if you can be touching the earth while you eat, then you're grounded for at least that time period. Um, if you can uh, touch a tree. So I say to people either have a favorite patch of sidewalk or a favorite tree and visit it every day. And the last thing is if you get to the end of your day and you know that you didn't ground at all, I would go outside and look up at the stars or the moon and take three deep breaths and ground to the earth and then go to bed. Cause at least for those three breaths, I've gotten outside, I've synced with the planet and I've, you know, taken a couple of deep breaths and it will make a difference. Your body instantly, the stress will go down. So if that's all you can do is on your way to bed, take the kids with you, go outside for a minute and look up and get grounded during that time. Awesome. Okay. Laura, one other thing I wanted to cover was I know that you have a book out. Can you please tell us? Cause I know it's all about grounding and we want to learn more. So can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. If you want to dive deeper into how you can get outside activities, you can do how you can make it part of your healing routine, how you can do it, no matter what the season is. I wrote a book that um, guides people outside, no matter what the weather is and no matter where they live. And it's called the earth prescription. And I have, you can get that wherever books are sold, but I also have signed copies on my website and it's um, it's being translated into multiple languages. So it'll be even more widely available soon, but it's called the earth prescription and you can Amazon, Barnes and Noble, you know, anywhere. Excellent. More resources. Love it. Thank you so much. Um, can you let people know how they can find you, get a hold of you, work with you, what kind of services you offer? Sure. Um, my website is intuition-physician.com. And um, I like to reach more than just you know people in my local area. So I have a lot of online classes. I have a class about grounding coming up soon. I have my book there. I have the organic grounding tools, um, but I also have other classes and other topics like holistic healing as well that you can see and tons and tons of free articles I've written. I put a blog post out every week. That's totally free with lots of healing tips and newsletter, lots of things like that. So if you go to intuition-physician.com um, and then there's a contact page too, if you want to fill out to get a message directly to me. Excellent. That will, that link will be directly on the show notes and on the extended show notes page. So people can find you very easily. And thank you so much for your time today and all of the wisdom you have shared. It was really a joy. I appreciate it. So until next time, thank you for listening and be you, be love and be present.